need some motivation right now following easily one of the worst Monday Night Raws of all time. So let's get it, Kevin Hart. What you got to say? Hell yeah. It's, easy. it's the easiest thing in the world to do. I ain't, man, I'm, I'm done. I ain't going. I ain't going to keep going. Yeah, I don't feel like going to work. The I'm one, done. Yeah, man. It's easy. It's very easy. But what's hard is going, yo, yesterday I got nothing from working as hard as I could. Nothing happened from that. I'm going to do the same thing again today, but I'm going to try to go harder. That's the hardest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. To get up every day and give 100% and, and be in the same position that you were each day, but mentally know that you're trying and trying and trying. That's, that's a real... That's a real grind. All right. Let's get to the review. I'll see y'all in a second. Welcome to... You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. Easily, without question, without hesitation, I welcome you all to the number one podcast in the wrestling community. This is the number one most creative and honest podcast in the game today. Welcome to the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Turner, back once again with another podcast episode. But we're going to do a lot more negative than positive on tonight's podcast festivities. First and foremost, how y'all feeling? I hope you guys had a great Monday. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed WrestleMania. Speaking of WrestleMania, if y'all could do me a solid and check out both night one and night two reviews of WrestleMania. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, you can get it wherever you get your podcast. Also, check out my NXT Stand and Deliver uh, show that I covered on Saturday morning. Um, so, if you guys can do me a solid, check out both nights of WrestleMania. Check out NXT Stand and Deliver. I'd greatly appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're going to do something a little different. Majority of this show tonight is going to be all negative. So let me reintroduce myself to those new listeners out there. If you're an OG, y'all know what it is. Y'all know what I bring to the table. But if you guys are new out there and you're just finding the Wrestling Takeover Podcast, number one, I appreciate y'all. God bless. Uh, it means the world to me. Um, again, I'm a new podcast. I'm coming in the game hot. Um, but I want to earn a lot of people's respects in the community. And the way I do that is full of honesty, full of creativity, full of knowledge, full of passion, and dedication to the craft that I am possessing right now. I work hard. And the creativity, the honesty, all that jazz. That is me. 
that's the brand, the wrestling takeover, but also hard work. And I want to implement that to you guys, to all the new listeners. But honesty, honesty. Y'all going to get my fucking honesty tonight. Best believe nothing but truth and nothing but honesty. Monday Night Raw tonight, without question, without hesitation, was the worst Raw after WrestleMania of all time. Watch the show. I have been saying that term, watch the show, for many, many years. We all watch the same thing tonight. And we can all collectively as a wrestling community come together and have this one opinion. Tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw was fucking trash. It was fucking trash. A complete waste of everybody's time. And if there are people out there that are scared to speak up. All right. Jump on my back. I'll speak up for y'all. I'll speak on the half of you guys, but I know there's people out there that are brutally honest, just like I am. You guys are unfiltered. I care. I love WWE. I just got done talking about WWE in a positive way this past weekend, and now we are right back to where it all usually is. They didn't give a fuck tonight. They didn't care. And a booking showed. So what I'm going to do tonight, like I said, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to get to the raw review and I'm going to be brutally honest with y'all. I'm going to kind of get through it quick because I genuinely don't give a fuck about anything that happened tonight. Nothing was important. There was nothing that was groundbreaking. We seen no debuts. We seen no returns. And I don't have a problem with that. But guess what? There was no story progression. And I'm going to go off on the women's division. Best believe. Best believe that. I don't know what they're doing. But I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a read something to y'all. I've seen this on Twitter literally right now. Social media is going crazy, y'all. As they should. But I've seen a tweet today. From Russell Oops on Twitter. They're a very popular uh, Twitter account. They went on Twitter and they tweeted out, Tonight's Raw, it was rough. There was some talent very frustrated there. Sean Ross Sapp. So apparently Sean Ross Sapp is reporting that a lot of people on Monday Night Raw were pissed. Why don't you think, why do you think they were pissed? Vince McMahon is back. Vince McMahon can say all the bullshit that that motherfucker wants to say. You know what I know. I mean, you think Vince was really going to get the fuck out of creative? Did y'all really think that was going to happen? Nah. The smart ones. They knew. Y'all knew. Triple H is running creative. Yes. 
But there's no question that Vince McMahon has a fair share of that as well. Triple H has some. Vince has some. It's an even split. How do I know that? Watch the show. I don't need a news article. I don't need a report from Sean Ross Sapp. I respect him, but I don't need a fucking report from him. I don't need a report from Roger Gary. Godspeed, Roger Gary. I love him, but I don't need a report from any of these people. You know what report I need? My eyes, my knowledge, my understanding on what's going on. I know what's going on. Vince McMahon is in creative. He's in the back. He's with Paul Levesque. And they're going back and forth on things. This was a Vince McMahon show. Watch the show. And you will see that tonight. Nothing. Not one thing. I seen tonight. I said to myself, oh, Triple H is doing that. Oh, Triple H is doing that. Not one fucking thing tonight that I think Triple H was doing. This was all Vince McMahon. All Vince McMahon. I'm going to get to a couple of clips regarding Vince McMahon and him talking about creative. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get right into the Monday Night Raw review. I'm going to analyze it. And then the second half of the podcast, I will be going in depth about the breaking news that happened earlier this morning about Ever Endeavor, excuse me, the Endeavor Group uh, parent company of UFC purchasing WWE. UFC, WWE, worlds collide, literally. And I got a lot to say about that. I got a lot to say. But I'm going to tease y'all right now and I'm going to say this though. It ain't Saudi Arabia. So we're in good hands in that. But like I said, you guys, welcome to my official Monday Night Raw review results and analysis right here on the Wrestling Takeover podcast. I appreciate y'all. Let's jump right into the Monday Night Raw review. And I want to actually kick things off with the opening promo with Paul Levesque, Triple H. So Triple H kicks off. This week's episode of Monday Night Raw. Um, Triple H, we get right down to action with the familiar sound of the theme of Triple H. He comes down to the ring. And um, Triple H settles inside of the square circle. He does his pose. He says everything. Or he does everything. And he kind of rejuvenates the crowd. Crowd goes crazy for Triple H. As they should. Um... Triple H goes on to mention that he just wanted to come out here tonight to say thank you to every superstar in the back for putting their bodies on the line each and every week. He also wants to thank uh, the staff and the crew that make a weekend like WrestleMania possible and to make a show like tonight at Crypto.com Arena possible. Um, Even Stu on camera Triple H said the fans broke out in a thunderous stew stew chant. Thought that was pretty cool. Um, I love that uh, Paul Levesque is putting respect on these men and women's name. Um, you know, the pro wrestlers, of course. 
But the other people, you know, outside of the ring and behind the scenes, um, because they're just as important as the pro wrestlers are. So I thought that was a nice touch. Shout out to Paul Levesque for that. Um, that was pretty cool. Uh, he takes a moment to thank the most important people, which is us, the wrestling fan, the WWE Universe. The people make it possible to do what we do and do what we love to do each and every day uh, and day out. The fans give themselves a big pop um, and they broke in a loud Triple H chant. So that was pretty cool. Um, following a weekend where WWE dominated social media buzz worldwide, Triple H said he allegedly the sell reports and the merger of WWE and UFC as a topic literally everybody wants to talk about today. He says that he wanted to come out here to assure everyone that WWE is not going anywhere. They will be here week in and week out just as always. Yeah, always my ass, man. Monday Night Raw was fucking garbage tonight. Was that you, Paul Levesque? I don't think so. I think that was your father-in-law. Good promo, babyface promo uh, by Paul Levesque. And um, was a decent way to kick off Monday Night Raw. But, but we really opened the show with the tribal chief. The head of the table, the GOAT in professional wrestling, Mr. Roman Reigns, the Michael Jordan of WWE, Roman Reigns, the WWE undisputed universal heavyweight champion. Um, so he comes down, he continues to access to please help him acknowledge one more person, 94, or this was Triple H. Um, you know, Triple H was actually thanking Roman Reigns. Uh, 946 days, please rise and help welcome the WWE Undisputed Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, the iconic sound of the theme for the Tribal Chief. It plays on, and out comes uh, Roman Reigns and the wise man, Paul Heyman, and also the enforcer, Solo Sokoa. Uh, Reigns makes his uh, walk down to the ring. Uh, from there, he finally grabs the microphone, and he says, I guess... That's all he came out to say. Crowd booze. I mean, crowd booze, but I mean, the fuck out of here. Y'all were fucking on your feet when Roman Reigns came out, but then you want to boo him. I get y'all. I feel it. Uh, the fans started a loud Cody Roach chant, and they also chanted uh, Roman sucks. Again, they're doing that, but they're standing on their feet when Roman comes out. Okay. Um... So Cody Rhodes, he comes out to confront Roman Reigns before he can say anything else. Uh, the familiar sound of actually Cody Rhodes theme song hits. I'm backtracking here. Uh, Cody Rhodes theme song hits. Uh, the crowd chanted, oh, oh, as to one of the popular stuff in his theme song. The crowd wars and um, Cody Rhodes gets, you know, same fireworks. Everything was going crazy. Um he begins to say by saying that he thinks he knows what he wants to talk about. He says today is going to be different than he thought it would be. He says that he expected to be standing here um, as the undisputed universal champion. I'll acknowledge this, he said. Last night at WrestleMania, you were the better competitor, uh, Rose told Reigns. Rose says 
Doing this in front of the world is always part of the job, but he doesn't like the extra bodies in the ring next to him. He says Reigns had many close calls during his reign as champion, but last night I had you. And he looked right at Roman Reigns and he said that. Roman Reigns throughout this entire promo just did not give a fuck about Cody Rhodes. And I love that. I really did. I thought that was great. The fans chant, Cody, Cody. Um, and the fans began chanting, rematch, rematch, rematch. Uh, that's what Cody Rhodes wanted. He wanted a rematch. Um, before he even says anything, he finally says again, rematch. And the fans popped as Reigns rolls his eyes and smirks at Cody Rhodes. Reigns decides against speaking instead opting to pass the microphone to the wise man, Paul Heyman, before crossing his arms and staring at Cody Rhodes once again. At this point, the promo was pretty good, man. This was a good segment. Um, Cody Rhodes responds to the rematch, and he says, I want it tonight. And, of course, the crowd popped, and y'all motherfuckers knew you were not going to get that. But, uh, you know, it's for the promo, I understand. So, uh, we see no rematch response. Uh, Paul Heyman, after briefly confessing off mic with Roman Reigns, Heyman says that there won't be a rematch tonight. Not at Backlash, not in Los Angeles, not in Puerto Rico. No, no, no. You ain't getting shit. That is pretty much what Paul Heyman said to Cody Rhodes. And the fans booed heavily. Um, that's what you call calling the shots because you live on the island of relevancy. That's what, excuse me, that's what Paul Heyman had to say. Uh, Cody asked Mr. Heyman if he thinks he's in a regular mood tonight. He doesn't want the shenanigans or uh, Tom Fullery. He asks if they're is sure that they don't want a rematch. He says that he knows exactly how tough Roman is. He says he technically fought both he and Sokola last night. He says, let's do a tag team match. Something right here, right now. Paul Heyman says, Mr. Rhodes, ladies and gentlemen of Los Angeles, California, and Solo, I have been informed by the tribal chief that your challenge has been accepted to Paramount, though. Then he proceeds to list off the conditions. He says that if someone in the locker room is so stupid to be willing to team up with them, it has to be someone who wrestled this past weekend at WrestleMania. He tells Cody now he'll realize how alone he is because he agrees to walk that Asylum Tonight team uh, with him against Roman and Solo will never get another shot and another, another title match with Roman Reigns as long as Roman is the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion. Um, and the crowd just started chanting for Cody. Woo-dee-woo, whatever. And then we get Brock Lesnar. Roman's face, Paul Heyman's face was great. Uh, as Brock Lesnar emerges, um, he comes down to the ring. Lesnar puts the hat on and he begins to walk down. Corey Graves said that the stipulation doesn't apply to Lesnar anyways because he lost the right to challenge Reigns for the title at SummerSlam anyways. So the rules don't apply to him. We had a stare down between these four men. Whoop-de-whoop, whatever. Um, the match was made official. We got Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes versus Solo Sokoa. 
and Roman Reigns in the main event of Monday Night Raw. Or you would think we got the main event. We didn't get shit. Um, this was a decent opener. Now, outside of that opener, huh, I'm about to go off. I'm about to go off. I'm going to try to keep my cool, but I'm going off. Omas versus Elias. Why? Why? Omas won. Why is this happening on the Raw after WrestleMania? Important aspects need to be shown. You as WWE, you as a creative writer, you as a producer, you need to let the audience know what's next, what's coming next. Y'all, we didn't get none of that shit. We didn't get nothing like that tonight. You know what WWE said? WWE said we worked hard this past weekend with NXT Stand and Deliver, night one of WrestleMania and night two of WrestleMania. Guess what? We're all tired. We're leaving. Deuces. We'll see y'all later. Y'all going to get the fuck over it. You guys are going to bitch and complain like y'all always do and complain about that this wasn't a good Raw after WrestleMania. Then you're going to come right back to the next week and watch Raw again. And that is a fact. But, I mean, holy fucking shit, man. They really didn't give a fuck tonight. And you know what, WWE? I don't give a fuck. If you don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck. That's why I'm a fucking be all in your ass and be negative tonight. Because guess what? You deserve it. Triple H. I love you, but you deserve it. You were still head of creative, my friend. Vince McMahon, fuck you. You scumbag. Vince McMahon's crazy, man. Vince McMahon really is. Um, This had Vince McMahon written all over it tonight. All over this entire match. And come to find out, like Sean Ross Sapp said, there were wrestlers that were genuinely pissed tonight. This was not the Raw after WrestleMania. I don't know what the fuck this was. I'm keeping it at 100 with y'all. I don't know what the hell this was. I don't know why I'm reviewing the show because I'm going to be 99.99999% negative. Y'all don't want to listen to someone that's going to be overly negative. But that's why I'm here. I'm here to give y'all the honest truth. Y'all don't want to believe what you see on TV. Not everything is all sunshines and rainbows. I'm here to speak the truth. That's what I've built my podcast on. The grind. The hard work. I know I'm good at what I do. I'm going to get there. But we're all watching the same thing, ladies and gentlemen. We're not watching anything different. You've seen Omas versus Elias. I've seen Omas versus Elias. We've seen that opening promo with Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, and Paul Heyman, and Solo. I've seen that too. You've seen the main event. I've seen the main event. we all seen the same thing. So I don't want to hear no one's bullshit. We just have different views and opinions, and I understand that. That's fine. I will accept that. 
But you know what? I'm actually not going to accept people praising tonight's Raw. Why are people, and there are people out there that are praising this episode of Monday Night Raw. They're, they're a minority because the vast majority of us are completely shitting on this episode of Monday Night Raw. But there are actually people that are praising this shit. Why? This shit was ass. Ass. It was awful. You not understand that? The show was bad tonight. Every single aspect of this show, for the most part, was ass. Besides the opener. Y'all gotta stop. You you guys have to start being realistic. Y'all gotta start being real. WWE going right back to their bullshit. They're tried and true, not giving a fuck. Crazy. Omos won. Whoop-dee-whoop-dee-doo. Next. So, we see the Usos backstage. They approach the locker room of Roman Reigns. They lock the door. And out comes Paul Heyman. They tell him to let them know and to have a word with Roman Reigns. Heyman can, uh, informs him, uh, informs Usos, that the tribal chief took a step outside to prepare with Solo Sokoa for his match tonight. He says Reigns told him to tell them that it was a successful night for some of the bloodline over the weekend. The Usos are going to get their ass beat verbally or physically. And that's going to be a sight to see. Um, So they pretty much told the Usos, get the fuck out of here. Y'all lost. Y'all the losers. Get that jet ready. See you later. And that's what happened. Next up, we got Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory. Um, They cut a promo here. They cut a promo here. So let's take it from uh, the top. So we've seen Rey Mysterio broke out in a 619 chant. Uh, He talks about having an emotional week, mentioning his WWE Hall of Fame induction and uh, promoting a loud, you deserve it chant from the crowd. He says without them, he wouldn't be standing here. He gives a special thank you to Bad Bunny. But before he can leave, Austin Theory's theme song plays. I'm telling y'all. You haters out there that don't like Austin Theory. I'm just talking to you guys. Y'all got to get over the fact that Austin Theory is going to be something special. He's already something special. Y'all got to get on board with it. Out comes Austin Theory. He tells everyone to hear him out. As the fans begin to boo, he tells Ray that they have something in common. They both did what they did, and they were going to do at WrestleMania. He insults Ray and then boots, or and then boats about beating the greatest time, John Cena, the greatest of all time, John Cena. The fans drown Theory out as he uh, tries to continue talking with loud "You tapped out" chants. He says, "Believe in me." He settles inside the ring and confronts Rey Mysterio as the fans dog him with more negative chants. I love it. I love the genuine heel heat that Austin Theory gets. He's so good. 
Get used to it. Theory continues as, where's the worst night of his life that Cena claimed that he would experience on the Raw after WrestleMania? He says, no one can touch him. You still suck, champ broke out. Theory says he doesn't suck because he beat John Cena. He says that the fans will probably still chant at the top of their lungs, Cena, Cena, Cena. He tells them to go ahead and cheer for him because he's not here. Uh, He's a part of time, Theory tells Ray, that he's going to just be another legend he's collecting on his list. Are you doing the legend killer, Austin Theory? What are we doing? I mean, I'm all for it, but uh, we're doing legend killer vibes here. We'll see. Ray says the only thing that he'll be collecting is his own teeth after he hits him with a 619. Yeah, Ray, that didn't work, bro. You lost. This was a decent match, though. A decent TV match for uh, the most part. Um, Austin Theory got the win, though, as he rightfully should. I'm all about long-term booking. I'm all about fantasy booking. Y'all know how I do. I do it better than anybody in the motherfucking wrestling community. Um, Cheap little plug to me. Um, Austin Theory as United States champion. Who's going to beat Theory? That's the question. That's the question. How long is Theory going to hold the United States championship for? That's the question. I don't know. It's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens with Theory. Um, I would love to see a Montez Ford Austin Theory feud for the United States Championship. A Bronson Reed versus Austin Theory for the United States Championship. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think Theory's going to hold that title for quite some time, though. So, again, people. Who aren't fans of Austin Theory, you got to get used to seeing Austin Theory because he ain't going nowhere. We've seen Damian Priest. He beats down Bad Bunny. So once the match wraps up, we see Dom head over and get in Bad Bunny's face in the front row. I mean, um, hold on one second, y'all. I'm yawning, y'all. I'm I'm tired. But uh I'm gonna try to pull through here. It's been a long weekend. Um so we seen Bad Bunny and we seen Dom. He heads over, Dominic Mysterio heads over and gets in Bad Bunny's face in the front row. Um they bicker back and forth in Spanish. I loved it. Dom turns away and tries turning back around for a sucker punch, but Bad Bunny blocks it and then decks um Dominic Mysterio in the mouth. Dominic sold that shit. That was cool. Uh, Damian Priest yanks Bad Bunny over the guardrail and slams him down to the floor. He tells him off mic, you didn't need to get involved, bro, because uh, he and Damian Priest are real boys. Um, we see Bad Bunny and Dom mix it up again, where Bad Bunny once again decks the uh, Dominic Mysterio in the mouth. Uh, this time, Damien Priest actually got physical. So he looked at him and was like, all right, nigga, I'm about to fuck your ass up. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, he decks Bad Bunny and then uh, clears off the commentary table. He holds Bad Bunny up in the air 
and he sends him through the table with his uh, Symphony of Destruction finisher, whatever you want to call it. There you go. That yawn. I was waiting for that. Um, so Bad Bunny gets dropped on his head and goes to the table. And we hear Kevin Patrick say, uh, somebody get some help. Yeah, somebody get some help for Kevin Patrick. He's just not doing it on commentary. Just my opinion. He was way better doing the backstage interviewing. But uh, that is the beautiful, sexy uh, Kathy Kelly. What's up, baby? I'm so happy she's back. I really am. She's doing a phenomenal job, as she always is. But um, the officials rush to the deck uh, to check on Bad Bunny while in the ring. Dom continues to get in cheap shots on his father. Dom and Priest leave Ray and Bad Bunny laying um, and head to the back as the fans shower them with booze. We are absolutely getting a taxi match at Backlash between uh, Judgment Day, Damian Priest, and uh, Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio and Bad Bunny. And I'm for it. I'm for it. So it should be interesting. We've seen Adam Pearce confronting Damian Priest backstage. Uh, we had a commercial. We get back when we return. We see Adam Pearce backstage talking to Damian Priest following his savage assault. Just, man, he beat the fuck out of Bad Bunny, dog. For real. Um, He says that his actions were justified because he took a shot at he and Dom multiple times. He says that if he didn't like Bad Bunny, then it would have been really bad for the bunny. So there you go. Uh, we get back into the ring and we get Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens coming out, cutting a promo. The WWE Undisputed Tag Team Champions settled in the ring as they pulse to the crowd before the music obviously goes off. Um, before they can say a word, they are drowned with a lot of uh, deafening you deserve it chant as they do deserve it. I mean, love Kevin Owens, love Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, technically this this promo all what it did was they want to fight. They want to fucking fight. They want somebody to step up to take them on and uh, have a match with. Um, the fans love Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and so do I. So do I. Um, I will make my point in a second what I really want to say. But we've seen the Street Profits. They actually accepted the challenge. They came out and these two teams had a really, really good match. At the end of the day, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn got the win. And like I said, a good tag team match. WWE, you really need to rebirth the tag team division. There's no tag team division. The tag team division is dog shit. It's fucking awful. Let's be real. I need the wrestling community to really start being honest, man. I feel like I and like a f just a few others in the community are the only ones that are just brutally honest. We need more of that. All right? You can love what WWE does and what, what they're doing, but there's always some negative to it. And this is one of them. Just like the rest of this fucking show was all negative. Especially what happened after. Um, but um, the tag team division... Do they have a plan here? How long is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going to hold it for? 
Who are they going to go up against? Who are they going to take down? Who's eventually going to take them down? And how is it going to happen? I have two tag teams that I personally believe should be in contention to take down Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And those two, those two teams are Imperium and DIY, do-it-yourself, Johnny Gargano, and the eventual return of Tommaso Ciampa, the psycho killer. DIY or Imperium need to be one of the teams to defeat Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That's how I feel about it. It needs to happen. Or the other team can be the Brawling Brutes. One of those three teams need to be the team to beat Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. We will see. Seth Rollins. He wants to party. Seth Rollins wants to party. So we shoot backstage for a quick interview with Seth Rollins after a video package showing highlights of his match with Logan Paul at WrestleMania 39. Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul was personally one of my favorite matches of WrestleMania 39. These two put on a fucking banger and Logan Paul solidified. Logan Paul is a great professional wrestler and WWE really needs to re-sign him. Seth Rollins, this guy deserves his flowers. Seth Rollins is one of the best in-ring performers in the game today. He will go down, in my opinion, as one of the best in-ring performers to ever grace a WWE ring all time. He's on the level of Eddie Grail. He's on the level of a Shawn Michaels. He's on the level of a Bret Hart. And I'm telling you that right now. It's fact. Look at the body of work this guy does. Specifically at a WrestleMania. He is on the level of a Shawn Michaels. He is on the level of an AJ Styles, an Eddie Guerrero, a Bret Hart. All those guys. A Kurt Angle. I'm sorry. It's just the truth. But what is the truth as well is uh, that fucking promo. What the fuck was that? Seth Rollins coming out, singing his theme, the crowd singing his theme. I love it. I love it. I really do. But what the fuck were they doing? It looked like they were killing time like they did last night and on Saturday at WrestleMania. Y'all remember when they were, ki- they were killing a lot of time at Mania? These motherfuckers looked like they were doing that shit again today. Seth Rollins coming out. He... This dude literally came out and did nothing. Nothing. Taunting and dancing to the crowd. Singing his theme. Thought it was cool. He turns around with his fucking Willy Wonka glasses and shit. That shit was awful. And I'm cursing a lot. I'm sorry. But uh, I can't hold it in, man. I can't. WWE really needs to do better. They got to do better with Bobby Lashley, too, because Bobby Lashley was cutting a promo with the uh, the beautiful uh, Kathy Kelly, and um, he was talking about how he was frustrated. And then y'all heard me with that report with Sean Ross Sapp saying a lot of the wrestlers are frustrated. Oh, really, Bobby Lashley? You're frustrated. A lot of people are frustrated, my friend. That shouldn't be the case, though. You guys should not be frustrated. But you guys are because of um, Mr. Vince McMahon over here. 
I'm actually nervous for WWE. I really am. I'll get to that, like I said, in the second half of the podcast. But um, I want to kind of stick with Monday Night Raw here. Bobby Lashley versus Mustafa Ali happened. Why? I don't know. Mustafa Ali wanted to kind of cheer up Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley wasn't having that shit. He fucked up Mustafa Ali. Whoop-dee-woo. Bobby Lashley won. And that's it. That's it. Um, we see the return um, from the, um, the commercial. We get back from break to the Bloodline locker room. We see Roman Reigns looking uh, petrified and just very confused and irritated. And he asks the wise man if the Usos have left. Um, Heyman says that they have and have uh, to go to the gym. He asks Heyman if he knew Brock Lesnar was going to be there tonight. Heyman says Lesnar always takes off for nine months to a year. After WrestleMania, he has had no one of knowing. He says that he loves Roman Reigns from resurrecting him from that lifestyle. He tells that Reigns that Lesnar lost his chance to ever challenge him for the title again after they beat him at SummerSlam. He then says that Lesnar has nothing to lose. Lesnar, um, or not Lesnar, Reigns, sacrilegiously says, that's just great. So he's like, I, great. Now I got to deal with this fucking dude again. So we see, we get back from commercial uh, where Bianca Belair, uh, her theme song hit, and uh, she makes her way down to the ring. She says, beating the top competition is what makes her the EST of WWE, and she's proud after this weekend to still be the EST of WWE. Okay. This babyface promo from Bianca Belair. Mm. It didn't do it for me. It didn't do it for me. Um, I love and adore Bianca Belair. I do. But her baby face run is awful. It's awful. Every time she wins a big match, she comes out and cuts this generic promo. She does it all the time. Every time she has a big match, she comes out and cut this promo. When she was cutting the promo, I was expecting somebody to come out. And that is exactly what we got. We got somebody coming out. I was surprised by the person that really came out, though. Mommy came out. Rhea Ripley. The new SmackDown Women's Champ. Y'all know the vibes. Mommy looking good too, man. I said to one of the homies, man, I think uh, this new generation of women, not saying the old generation was not attractive because they were. Holy shit, where they were attractive. But boy, this new generation of women. French kiss, man. These women are gorgeous. Um, I just wanted to say that. But Rhea Ripley looking good, not only physically, but literally holding the SmackDown Women's title. She looks good. Um, the right woman won. Love it. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with her. We'll see. 
But Bianca Belair right now, she's kind of up in the air right now. We don't really know what's going on with her. We don't know who she's going to face next. Um, And yeah, the promo was whack. The promo was whack. Um, Like I said, I love her. Um, Bianca Belair, I love her. Um, She's really good, but this babyface run is boring. Uh, We need to see the EST of NXT, the heel version of Bianca Belair. Um, Hopefully we see that come to fruition uh, when the time is right. And I hope that happens very soon because this face turn is getting really, really stale. And I'm saying that out of respect. So we get, we actually get a tag team match out of this. So Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley, they were cutting a promo against each other. Uh, Bianca Belair or Rhea Ripley. Let me start with Rhea Ripley first. Rhea Ripley um, said, I needed to finish the story pretty much with uh, Charlotte Flair. And uh, Bianca Belair technically said, yeah, well, you face Charlotte Flair. You don't want none of this. You don't want none of this smoke. So you worry about you. And I worry about me. Period. But then Rhea Ripley looked at Bianca Belair and said, we will meet when the time is right. So they are still planting seeds for a Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley match. And again, I'm all for it. I'm all for that shit. Um, Yeah, so we'll see. Should be interesting. You know what was... (sighs) Okay. The winners. We've seen Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus Eel Sky and Dakota Kai. And Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez win. Whoop-dee-woo. Okay. I don't care. You know what I do care about, though? Women's wrestling. You know what I do care about? I care about a passionate rant. And I don't rant. I hardly ever rant on my podcast. I'm about to rant today. Actually, I've been ranting majority of the time, but this rant, and it has to do with the women's division once again. Let's give a round of applause to an awful women's division. There you go. An awful women's division. Bianca Belair has nobody. I don't even think they know where to go with her. Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, and Lita. Becky said... She wants to make the women's tag team championships feel important. Baby girl. Baby girl. Those titles are worthless. They have no importance. Zero. No one. This is the truth. That's why I'm here. No one gives a fuck about those titles. When it really boils down to it, they only care Because Trish Stratus is there and Lita and you are the tag team titles, are the tag team champions. Bottom line, you don't like that? Sorry. It's the truth. 
Y'all know my thoughts on those tag team titles. They need to burn them. Or you need to burn the NXT women's tag team titles. Have one set of tag team titles and have these championships float between Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. But we all know that's not going to happen. Come on, man. I'd be giving WWE gold of ideas. I really do. But they don't want to listen. So it's, uh, it's all good. It's okay. So this tag team match. Pointless. This did nothing for anybody. Nothing. At all. Nothing. So the women's division. People were complaining today. Oh, there was only one women's match. These segments are boring. The women's division sucks. Blah, blah, blah. The women's division, women's division, women's division, the women's division, the women's motherfucking division. Triple H. Paul Levesque. Boss man. Listen. I don't know what your plan is for the women's division. You have a lot of you have a lot of good suitable people in that division. Here's the truth though. Y'all ready for this one? If your name is not not Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, I'll lump Oscar into that. Alexa Bliss. If your name is not any of those people, you're trash. You're trash. You're awful. They don't trust you. WWE doesn't trust you. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not crapping on Tegan Knox. I am not crapping on Lacey Evans. I'm not crapping on uh, Mia Yim. I love Mia Yim. Um, Sonia Deville. Raquel Rodriguez. whoop de whoop de fucking do. Okay? I'm not crapping on any of these women. Emma, where's Emma at? WWE has a women's wrestling problem. Why do you think my girls left? Y'all know who they are. Why do you think they left? Because they knew this shit. They knew what the fuck was going on. They knew that there was no plan. There's no character development. There's no actual storylines that the fans can be invested in in WWE. They have a tag team problem. And they have a women's wrestling problem. Fix it. You guys want to get all angry about Roman Reigns? How about y'all turn y'all attention to the women's division? How about y'all turn y'all attention to the tag team division? That's where the problem really should be in. Not Roman, not Gunther, not Austin Theory. Get your facts straight. Pull your attention to the women's division. Because it's ass. It's ass. I'm sorry. That's my rant on women's wrestling in WWE. They have a major problem. And right now it just seems that they don't want to fix it. They don't want to fix it. They don't give a fuck. Okay. 
You don't give a fuck? I don't give a fuck. I should give a fuck. Because I love Rhea Ripley. I love Bianca Belair. I love majority of all these women. But there's nothing for me to be invested in. Nothing. Next up, man. We're strolling along here, man. I want to kind of end this shit pretty quick. Um, we seen... Um, we got the, uh, the tag team match, right? Between Cody Rhodes, Brock, and Solo and Roman. Listen, nothing happened. Okay? This match never happened. Brock Lesnar beat the fuck out of Cody Rhodes. He beat the shit out of Cody Rhodes, okay? This shit, um, and it, it didn't do anything. It didn't do anything for nobody. And all this did was Cody Rhodes got his ass beat. Cody Rhodes got his ass beat, literally. And the fans were crying, and, and it, was, it was a sight to see. It really was, but Cody got his ass beat. That's it. That's all it is. And um, I'm kind of confused as to why WWE is so good, man. WWE gets y'all. They get y'all. They promote something. They promote something crazy like this. And then y'all are getting hyped up. And then WWE does what Brock Lesnar did tonight. Pull the middle finger up and say, fuck y'all. We out. Y'all ain't getting shit. This tag team match, y'all ain't getting this. And that's exactly what happened. Cody got his ass beat against Brock Lesnar today. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, Brock Lesnar's really playing buddy-buddy to Cody. I kind of feel something's going to happen. And look what happened. Cody got his ass beat. Now, are we getting Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes in a little rivalry? I'm down with that. I'm down with that. The story of Cody Rhodes' redemption arc has officially begun. Yes, it began at WrestleMania. Yes, I know. But tonight... That button that you press start with, that button was pressed tonight with the Cody Rhodes redemption arc. Be patient, people. Cody Rhodes is the guy. I know Cody Rhodes is the guy. The story of the American nightmare. He didn't struggle. He didn't struggle until tonight when he got his ass beat by Brock Lesnar. He's going to struggle. He struggled last night as well. So that's two times. This guy's going to continue to struggle and struggle and struggle and figure himself out. Is he really ready for the head of the table? The answer is no. Not right now. Will he be eventually? Yes, but not right now. Ladies and gentlemen, that is all I have for you guys for the first half of the podcast. Monday Night Raw was awful. This was the worst Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania of all time. You guys don't like it? Respectfully, go watch somebody else. I'm always honest and truthful. And that's what I bring to the table. So, again, if you're just finding the podcast, thank you. I really appreciate it. Please believe that you will be getting nothing but honesty, truth, passion, knowledge, 
and creativity most importantly. Each and every time I am on here in each and every episode of the Wrestling Takeover podcast. Um, the second half of the podcast, guys, is all about the WWE UFC little partnership. I won't go too long with it, but I will give you guys kind of, you know, a few of my few moments of my time giving you guys my opinion on this big news story um, that broke today. UFC, the parent company, um, Endeavor purchased WWE. I got a couple articles here. I will give you guys my opinion. I also have an audio that I want to play, which I will begin with that uh, in a second. So I'm going to hit this little, uh, this little music, and uh, we're going to get right back into it. So I'll see you on a bit. I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the second half of the Wrestling Tickle Podcast. And it's time to talk about the breaking news. Endeavor announces a UFC and WWE to form a 21 billion global live sports and entertainment company. New publicly listed company to be 51% owned by Endeavor and 49% by existing WWE shareholders. Investor or Endeavor uh, contribute UFC into company at uh, emprise value of $12.1 billion. Beverly Hills, California, Stanford, Business Wire, Endeavor Group Holding, um, and World Wrestling Entertainment, Inc. today announced that they have signed a definite agreement to form a new publicly traded listed company consigning to iconic and uh, complementary global sports and entertainment brands, UFC and WWE. Upon close, Endeavor will hold a 51% controlling interest in the new company, and existing WWE shareholders will hold a 49% increase interest in the company. Together, UFC and WWE will have a global reach, impressive scale of on Necklifton uh, distribution on a combined 22 uh, financial year in bias. UFC and WWE achieved revenue of $2.4 billion and a 10% national revenue growth rate since 2019. That's incredible. Quote, this is a rare opportunity to create a global live sports and entertainment per play built from where the industry is headed, said Ariel um, Ammo, the CEO of Endeavor. Quote, for decades, Vince and his team have demolished an incredible track record of investment and shareholder value creation. And we are confident that the Endeavor can deliver significant additional value for shareholders by bringing in UFC and WWE together. Given the incredible work of Ario and Endeavor have done to grow the UFC brand, which they have done a phenomenal job. I have paid some bread to watch some of these UFC fights. No question. Because I love UFC just as much as I love WWE. Um, they're both phenomenal. Uh, nearly doubly revenue over the past seven years and the intimate success we've already had in partnering with their team on a number of ventures. I believe that this is without a doubt the best outcome for our shareholders um, and other uh, stakeholders as well, said Vincent Kennedy McMahon, a.k.a. Vince McMahon, executive chairman of WWE. Yes, he is back as the chairman of WWE. McMahon continued saying together, 
we will be at a 21 point billion live sports and entertainment powerhouse with the collective fan base of more than a billion people an exciting growth opportunity the new company will be uh positioned to maximize the value of our combined media rights enhance sponsorship monetization develop new forms of content and pursue other strategy mergers and acquisitions to further bloats our strong stable of brands I, along with the current WWE management team, look forward to working closely with Ariel and Endeavor and UFC teams to take the business to the next level. Dana White and Vince McMahon are very good friends. There have been many years that UFC fighters have made fun of pro wrestlers, pro wrestlers making fun of UFC fighters. So all of this coming together is a fucking wink from Nick Khan. Nick Khan knows exactly what he's doing. And I will get to the pay-per-view business in a bit. I just want to finish up reading all of these uh, reports here because this is some big stuff here. Together, UFC and WWE expect to deliver an estimate 50 million to 100 million in analog run rate, cost and infinitely strategy, levering, among other things, Endeavor's back office and robust in freshman structure. Uh, Endeavor also expects significant growth across revenue areas, including domestic and international media rights, ticket sales, and yield um, optimization, event operation, sponsorship, licenses, and premier hospitality. Endeavor's success at UFC include increasing commercial opportunities that have driven more than 2K adjusted EBITADA, don't know what that means, growth since its acquisition in late 2016. Uh, demonetizations, the significant value creation, opportunity, and upside potential of having UFC and WWE under one roof. This is a big, a big fucking deal. Hold on one second, y'all. Let me charge my computer real quick. It's about to die. All right. So... That is huge that UFC and WWE are partnering up. Um, again, let me continue because there is actually a lot here. Uh, the transition has been unanimously approved by the executive commit of the board of directors of Endeavor and by the board of directors of WWE. The transition is subjected to be satisfaction of customary closing conditions, including receipts and required regularly approvals. The transition is expected to close in the second half of 2023. This marks the success conclusion of WWE strategy alternatives review process. WWE embarked on this process to take advantage of the company's unique position in the entertainment uh, ecosystem as the inflation point coming up with media rights renewals, both of which were widely recognized in the marketplace through the process man ufc and wwe have been talking about this shit for months i bet you it's just crazy um so endeavor and wwe will take public and recorded audio webcam at 8 a.m eastern today to discuss their transaction they already did that the event and acquisition presentation material can be accessed blah 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 okay whatever uh about wwe we already know wwe um, okay. All right. I'm just kind of going over here real quick on 
if there's any more information on this with the WWE. No, there's not. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not Saudi Arabia. So we're all good. This is not Saudi Arabia. WWE and UFC really have been intertwined a lot um, together. They really, really have. And I know that Vince McMahon and Dana White are very good friends. The reports came out later in the day that Paul Levesque is still going to be head of creative, which is the most important thing that the fans really should be caring about is if Paul Levesque is still going to be in charge of the creative day-to-day operations. And that's exactly what he's going to be doing. Um, Now, I need to play this audio clip for um, Mr. McMahon. Because this was really interesting what he said here. If I could find it real quick. Because this was a big deal with what Vince McMahon said. Hold on one second. Where is it? Um, I think this is it. Let's try it. Creative side. Vince, do yeah. you plan to be as involved as you have in the past on the creative side? Um, yes and no. Uh, on a higher level, yes. Uh, and the weeds, which you always love to get in the weeds in the past. No, can't do that. Okay. Y'all heard that. Let's be real. AKA Vince McMahon. Yes and no. What type of fucking answer is that? Yes, I will be in charge of the creative when it comes to Roman Reigns and the world championships. In the higher card. He will have power there. He will have a say there. But the lower card, the lower stuff, that's all Paul Levesque. He can do all that all he wants to. He can do all that all he wants to. Okay? So, there you go. Um, it, listen, man. This shit's crazy. Um, so, I have a report on Fightful. Vince McMahon says, I've made mistakes personally and professionally. I've owned up to every one of them. I hope Vince McMahon, I was going to say something, but I'm, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. Um, on April 3rd, WWE announced a transition agreement that would see the company sell to Endeavor and merge with UFC to form a new publicly traded company. Speaking with Squid in the box, the allegedly mentioned as Vince McMahon were asked about his legacy. Mr. McMahon said, quote, I've made mistakes, obviously, personally, professionally, through my 50-year career. I've owned up to every single one of them and then moved on. I'm not sure of the legacy stuff. I'm not I'm not going to write it. I don't know. I want to say, as someone who had astronomically amount of fun, great passion for what they, uh, what they did, and wound up with the biggest deal he's ever done in his life. Um, Ariel said the only person who should control his legacy is McMahon. McMahon said absolutely. When asked if WWE would have sold if the scandal didn't happen, it makes sense. Nothing has ever happened like this before 
I'm always looking with what's best for our stockholders and our company. This is the best thing that has happened in a long time. All the WrestleMania combined doesn't equal to the magnificent and the pageantry we will do together. Um, I still can't believe they actually got sold. That's crazy. Yo, that's crazy. Um, this is uh, this is huge for the world of pro wrestling and the world of WWE. Now, I'm going to give you guys kind of my quick thoughts, and I kind of want to end it here because I've been up here for a very long time, and I'm tired. WWE and UFC, the pay-per-view model, is what people are very, very concerned about. Nick Khan mentioned with Stephen A, when he did the interview with Stephen A, days before WrestleMania, he talked about how WWE might go back to the old pay-per-view model. You gotta be kidding me. Nick Khan has to know that there are gonna be a lot of fans that drop one by one by one. They're all gonna fall. I'm telling you right now, you go back to the old pay-per-view model where the pay-per-views are $67, $70 or whatever a pop, especially for 12 pay-per-views a year. Like, you got me fucked up if I'm going to be doing that too. Not doing that. Money's tight right now. Money's tight for everybody right now. And you want WWE to go $67, $70 a pop, $50 a pop for a pay-per-view, for 12 pay-per-views a year? No. That's not going to happen. That's not going to fly. So, what does this all mean? We really don't know. We really don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen to the wrestlers? What's going to happen to the employees? Is Paul Levesque really going to stay in charge of the creative? I seen Nick Khan earlier today say that he wants Stephanie McMahon back in power. He wants Stephanie to return. I really, I don't want to say too much. But I don't want to get up in here and say uh, too little either. Shout out to J. Cole. But um, I really don't know what else really to say, really, because we don't have a lot more details. We don't. We don't have the details of what WWE's going to do with their premier live events. We don't know what WWE's going to do with their weekly TV. Apparently, Triple H on Raw today said, Raw's going to be moving as always. WWE's going to be moving as always. Nothing's going to change. All right, motherfucker. You say that. And then we get news of you getting kicked out of creative. Whoop-de-woo. Come on, man. We'll see. But um, the pay-per-view model, like I said, um, if they really are consistent, and I swear I think they are, if they're going to do and go back to the old pay-per-view model, is the WWE going to go to ESPN Plus? Because Endeavor has a partnership with ESPN Plus. But WWE has a partnership with Peacock. So what's going to happen with Peacock? That they talk about it with Peacock. What's going to happen? We don't know. And that's why it's kind of hard to talk about this. But I want to just give you. I just kind of wanted to give you guys my immediate thoughts and opinions. And I will definitely stay up to date with everything with this shit. And when I eventually get a lot of news on this. I will be talking about it in the news department. 
when I break down all the breaking news that happens in the week of pro wrestling. So um, is this a good thing? Yes, because it's better than Saudi Arabia. It's better than Saudi Arabia. Um, WWE wants to really make their things like a sports-like presentation. And I could respect that. I could respect that. Um, WWE partnering up with UFC should be very, very interesting. So overall, this is a big, big deal for WWE. They shocked the world today. Um, when you look at it face value, this is actually a good thing that WWE did this. All we needed and all we cared about was the creative. Was Paul Levesque going to be gone? Hey, he still might be gone. We don't know. He still might be gone when it's all said and done. But we'll see what happens. Apparently, Ariel told Vince McMahon, you could stay, but you cannot get involved in the creative process. And then we got Vince McMahon talking about he wants to get his foot in the creative. You think Vince was really going to leave the creative position? Come on, y'all. Y'all be smart about that. But, um, yeah, that's all I got for you guys. I kind of wanted to give you guys my quick thoughts on the uh, Endeavor WWE partnership. At first glance, it's a good thing. But when it comes to the premier live events, you guys should be really questioning where WWE is going to be going there. And that should be very concerning to a lot of people. But thank you guys for tuning in to the Wrestling Takeover podcast for your official Monday Night Raw reviews, results, and analysis. And me kind of quickly talking about the breaking news about the Endeavor and WWE partnership. Again, as soon as I get more developments, because that's what I do, man. I don't want to be first. I don't give a fuck about being first and breaking the news. I don't give a fuck about that. I want to detail everything. I want to get all the juicy story. I want everything. All right. Once I get every single report regarding this big, gigantic story, then I will come up here and review, go step by step with this Endeavor UFC and WWE partnership, which will be coming very soon. So stay tapped to that. Be sure to follow me on social media at JT Takeover and follow me on Instagram at The Wrestling Takeover. I appreciate the support. I'll see you guys next time right here on The Wrestling Takeover Podcast, the number one show when it comes to creativity and honesty.